Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, June the 6th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. And it is most definitely sweaty here today in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Just finished up our Sunday Advanced Metcons. I think I've had enough time to recover. Has been going through email copy here. Uh, so hopefully I don't cough uh, 15 times during this episode like I have some weird version of the bird flu, but I feel fine uh, at this point. It was a rough one today and literally just sweating uh, my balls off. Even at 8 o'clock in the morning, it was hot. And uh, you know uh, you're dehydrated when you've drinking, what do I got here, about 100 plus ounces of fluid already, sipping coffee a little bit, and uh, you go to the bathroom and it's like, you know, battery acid. It's kind of coming out of your body. So you know uh, you need to drink more water, so a little little side tip for everyone out there. If you pee and it looks like Coca-Cola is coming out, something is wrong, either go to the doctor or drink a ton of water because you need more fluids. It should be clear. I think everybody knows at this point. If you're peeing and it looks like this dark, dark, deep yellowish uh, color, you need more water in your life. And so just a little, uh, little personal information for everybody out there and hopefully a little helpful fitness tip as well. But before we jump into today's episode, which I think we're going to title uh, Who's to Blame?, Reminder, our Sunday Advanced Metcon series is kicking off here in, I have six hours, excuse me, six hours, six days in eight hours until this program kicks off. So the 14th is the start date. We are going to close on registration sometime on the 12th, uh, and hopefully everybody can register by then. I don't want to have to deal with the you know late regs and stuff. I'm going to be on the road anyway next weekend later, so it's going to be a pain in the ass. But if you guys are interested hit me up. I'm happy to give you a little podcast discount code. If you got dumbbells at home, a bench would be ideal. Uh, we can help you just, you know, rip your face off in a healthy, safe way, obviously. But this program is going to challenge you. It's the hardest thing we put together. It's literally a workout a day, and then a mobility day the next day, a workout day, and then a mobility day the next day. So you're training every other day. These things are rough, man. Um, this is the, probably the best way I could think to put it together. Monica and I talked about it a couple different ways. I've tested some things out on myself, and I found this to be the most realistic. Again, my goal is to really challenge you guys, but not, you know, I'm not trying to put you in the dirt either. And I don't want anybody to be injured. Uh, the movements are obviously all safe. It's all the same stuff we share all the time. But uh, the volume is a lot, and depending on how you load it. So this made the most sense. And honestly, I think... You know, people need more mobility. I really do. I don't think you can do enough. I think you could spend two hours a day doing it and you'd still have some, you know, uh, tightness and soreness and some imbalances. And so we do this, obviously, to help the body repair and recover and hopefully teach you a ton of stuff along the way. So if you're interested, the link's in my Instagram bio. Otherwise, I think the site is jeremyscottfitness.com slash sunday dash advanced dash metcon. But again, hit me up if you guys want a little podcast discount code, if I can make life a little bit easier. I'm happy to do that. And again, it'll be a challenge. So if you're looking to be fit in the summer and not, uh, you know, kind of punt the warmer months and just, you know, drink booze and lay on your ass, this would be the program for you. And also the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know I take it every day and never miss, especially now because the world is feeling more normal which is awesome. At least it's starting to feel that way here in Arizona, for sure. I haven't ventured too far out of here. I'm going to start doing that. And so I'll let you know what the rest of the world is like. If you guys live other places, shoot me a note. I'm happy to always hear what's going on. But I take Athletic Greens with me. Uh, I never 
travel without them. The travel packs are the easiest thing and literally just rip it, throw it in a water bottle, shake it, and I'm good to go. I actually do take the uh, the little uh, plastic shaker they send with you because I do like how it mixes in there. It's smaller than a normal kind of protein style shaker and it works great. So I take that with me. I'll be taking that with me next weekend. And so if you're a person who doesn't eat enough green vegetables or struggles to or just struggles to, to get enough micronutrients, vitamins and minerals into your life, this would be something I would throw into your daily routine immediately. And if you've listened to me for the past couple of years, they've probably been the sponsor of 70% of the podcast. And so if you guys are interested, right now we can give you a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. So just for ordering Athletic Greens, we'll send you five free travel packs so you can take with you anywhere and a year supply of vitamin D. If you're watching on YouTube, it comes in this little liquid, uh, you know, D3 kind of K2 uh, dropper. You can actually throw it right into your greens and you're good to go for the day. And if you're really on the fence, like, well, Jeremy, I'm not sure if I should make the investment. I'm taking this other greens powder, which I promise you athletic greens tastes way fucking better. I will send you a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state, country, providence, what island or hut you're living in. We'll get a pack to you. You can try it, then get hooked up with all the free stuff. That's how much I believe in it, and I want to help you guys out. So again, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for all the free stuff, or hit us up for the free sample. <clears throat> now, on to today's episode. We are talking about who is to blame, or is it whom is to blame? I don't know. Any, any English teachers out there who want to... Uh, fact check me and correct me that's fine in all reality obviously i've written books uh i don't they're not grammatically correct i don't at this point i couldn't tell you the difference between apa and mla and chicago style and like unicorn style i don't give a shit uh most of the emails honestly i write are all in lowercase and anything professional i have monica send it because i don't even know what the rules are anymore so i clearly don't know if this podcast should be titled who is to blame or whom is to blame. And when I'm looking on Google here, when I ask the question, who I blame or whom I blame, I'm trying to read through it. But honestly, I'm a moron. I can't even figure it out. In your main question, whom is to blame is not grammatically correct because whom is the object form of who. Who is used in the place of the subject. Whom is used in the place of any kind of object. And whom we should blame the subject is we, and whom is the direct object, so whom is used. Uh, yeah, uh, I can tell you how to split squat, I can't tell you how to use that shit. So any third graders out there who know more than me, feel free to uh, message me back. There's no way I could pass school, dude. There is, I mean, especially now because I really don't believe in a lot of the stuff and I really don't give a shit about it, um, there is no way I'm passing school whatsoever. And uh, this has nothing to do with today's podcast um, or topics at all. But, you know, I think school is good for a lot of things and there's a lot of things that we could do wrong. I just know like, man, I was so bored and uh, I never really listened. And it wasn't like I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I had ADD. I don't know if I do or don't, but I really just didn't give a shit about what they were talking about. And that's really no different than my adult life now. Like when I was 14, or whatever year you like learn about like geometry or something. I don't give a shit about that. Or like we're learning about the, the periodic table of elements. Like here's the sign for gold. I, dude, I could care less about that. And I've never cared about it. And it's not like I had attention deficit disorder. 
I just didn't give a shit what you were talking about. You're presenting boring information in the most boring way possible. Why the hell would I care? And the only reason I gave a shit a little bit is so I could pass the class so I could play sports. And I think that's a problem. Like now look at my adult life when I'm having conversations with people. Oh, Jeremy is quiet or he's not engaging. It's not that, dude. It's just the shit you're talking about. It's super surface level. It's super boring. I don't care about it. Um, again, that has nothing to do with uh, the topics of conversation, but maybe... If I can tie it in, maybe when I was learning grammar, if they made whom and who more interesting and fun, told a better story, maybe I would have learned it, but I clearly don't know. So this podcast is going to be titled, Who is to Blame, or something like that. We'll figure it out by the time we uh, post this bad boy. But I'm going to kind of uh, chop and slice these in in two different directions. I'm going to take a piece from... Uh, from uh, Makes This Mandatory Book, which is, you know, we did a little playoff of uh, Perfect Preparation, which I do believe being prepared is vital and key. And I'm going to tie it into, I believe, like a little uh, little Pat Rigsby uh, quote back in the day where we're talking about, you know, people making excuses and we kind of, you know, chop and serve it a little bit different. But these are two things that tie in uh, together and I thought they're important uh, for this time of year especially for us kicking off our Sunday Advanced Metcom program. And uh, just for people kind of heading into the summer season, because obviously it's been summer here for a minute, but for most of you guys, it's June 6th, so obviously it is summertime. And obviously a lot of people now, you know, they want to be fit. They want to, uh, they're going to go to the, the, they're going to go to the beach, they're going to go to the ocean, they're going to hang out at the lake, they're going to go to pool parties. Uh, At least that's like what, friends of mine do and most of the people here who vacation we just had a bunch of dudes uh who were actually in our sunday metcon group dennis and mike both in uh, i think cancun's where they went white sandy beach you're there shirtless by the pool swim up bar you guys know the drill and uh obviously we all want to be fit we all want to be a little bit fitter a little bit leaner a little bit more jacked a little bit more toned insert whatever word or or acronym you want to use to describe you know how your body is but that's where we kind of want to be uh, this time of year, more so than ever. If you're in Wisconsin in, you know, January, you probably could give a shit. You're wearing sweaters and eating goulash, if that's still a thing, um, or tater tot casserole for my people in the Midwest. But uh, that you don't care then. Uh, most people care now. But the key is you need to, you know, prepare before you actually want to go to the party, right? And what we see a lot of times, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I bet it gets real busy for you in January, Jeremy. I'm like, it really doesn't. Uh, maybe the big boxes and stuff. For here in a normal year, like not in the COVID shit, uh, probably like March, uh, late February and like early March when we see the biggest influx of people who want to come in and like, oh, I, I got to get fit now because it's going to be spring training here and then Barrett Jackson and then the Open and all these social events here. And it's warm here in March, so people are starting to feel that way. The point I'm driving to is you had to have been preparing before that. Like when no one was watching and nobody cared, when it seemed like it was just this distant thing in the future, that's when you had to prepare for it. It's the way I think about probably retirement for a lot of you guys. You know, when you're 27 and someone tells you, you know, you're going to retire at 59 and a half, you're laughing in their face because they're fucking crazy. But a lot of times in life, it's the things you're doing at 27 are going to pay huge dividends for you at 37, 47, 57 and beyond. The thing is, is we don't want to prepare early enough. We just want it to, we we think it's magically going to happen. Heather and I talk about this all the time. I'll joke. And uh, obviously, like, you know, she doesn't come from money. I come from even, even less than that. And I'm like, 
if we don't do something, nothing's going to happen for us. Like no one's going to magically come save us or do something for us. I'm like, so we're in a foxhole and like it or not, I'm like, I'm your partner and you're my partner. And we're the only two people who can do these things for us. So if we want to live a certain life in terms of, you know, financially, if we want to have certain freedoms, if we want to, you know, have the, I don't want to say quit working because I love, you know, doing a lot of the stuff that I do, but I want to have a choice every single day to do or not do something. I don't want to have to come in here and run this business just to make fucking money to pay for stuff. And I understand that's what a business is and that's what people do, but I have no interest in that. And so I'm preparing today for the things that are going to help me 10 years from now. In fact, I've been doing it basically the entire time I've been running this thing. Because I always kind of, I'm like, and I'm, I'm enjoying the moment and I'm always mindful of what's going on and I'm living in the present, but there's always a little percentage of my brain saying, okay, well, if I'm doing this today, this might give me the opportunity five years from now. And that's kind of been my truth and I've lived it. And that's what I'm driving at is, you know, perfect preparation is what people have to do. And this goes for your physical health. This goes for your marriage. Uh, this goes for the place you're living, when you want to retire, where you want to work, how much you know, freedom you want to have and flexibility in your life. It comes from being prepared and doing shit when no one else is doing it, especially when no one else is watching and no one's holding you accountable. And when you're really just kind of self-motivating and, and putting these, I don't know if you want to call them restrictions or if they're rules or kind of these guidelines you, you live your life by. And the one phrase I always come back to is, you know, it's, it's what you're doing when no one is watching and no one's around, like that's what's going to pay the, the, the biggest dividends. When you're kind of, you know, suffering in silence, that's what, what everybody's going to notice. When it's the things you do in private, you get praised for in public the most. Think about that for a second as I say it. What you do in private, you're getting praised for in the public. And I was here on Friday, um, a ton of stuff to do, a lot of different shit going on. And like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I really don't want to do the workout. And so all I did was heavy mobility, open up the hips, all the normal stuff I do. And I'm like, you know what, my brain is fried, I don't want to sit, I've already done lower body training for the week, the strength stuff. So I've deadlifted, I've done split squats, all the really miserable shit, right. And so you know what, I'm gonna set the clock for 25 minutes, and I'm just going to push the sled um, at my body weight for 25 straight minutes. I'm going to push pull this bitch the entire time. And that's all I'm going to do. And I'm just going to commit to it. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to put on some Tupac and I'm just going to sweat. And I'm just going to sit here and be fucking miserable for the next 25 minutes. And there's no negotiating. I'm not going to cut it short. I'm not going to bullshit it. I'm going to rest only when I need to, but I'm just going to put my head down and I'm going to fucking go. And as I'm sitting here doing it, this is Friday at like three o'clock and there's 97 other fun things I'd rather do. Basically, almost anything else other than what I'm doing. But as I'm doing it, and I'm just committing to the misery, you know, I'm deep in my pain cave, and I'm like, you know, set the timer. It's like a little, like your oven timer, you just set it. Tick, 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 tick. Like, I'm like, well, and I'm watching the clock, 23 minutes, 21 minutes, 17 minutes, and just pushing step and step and step. My calves are on fire. I'm sweating. You know, you got that good butt sweat coming down. Like, the full show. And I sit there and I'm like, you know what, this is what it is. This is why, you know, um, a lot of things have happened for me. And uh, I, most of you guys, much smarter than me, much more talented. But that's why things have happened for me, because I'm willing to do things in private, when no one else is around, and no one else is watching, and nobody gives a shit, and nobody's making me do this stuff. 
I just hate myself enough and I'm crazy enough to just push through and do it. But that's given me the opportunity to be on the covers of magazines, to work with the men's health of the world, to be on these huge platforms, to have an audience now um, because I've been willing to put in the work when nobody else asked me to and, and do the things that really suck that nobody wants to do on their own. I'm willing to fucking do them. I'm willing to prepare. I'm willing to just perfectly prepare and always be ready and just consistently be ready and motivated to do the things I want to do to get me the place I want to go. And that brings me to the old saying, and it goes something like practice makes perfect. And I always hated hearing that for the simple fact that if you practice like shit, like how could you ever be perfect, right? Like if I go, and that's why I do think coaching matters for sure. I always equate it to like basketball, like as a kid, cause that's what you, you played growing up. But you're, if you're always practicing your terrible jumper, you know, how's it going to be perfect? Now, don't get me wrong. There's different forms and styles where you can take something and you can do it enough to where it can become really good, but it can't be perfect. And again, I don't know if perfect ever exists. That's why I kind of, you know, hate the phrase. So I, I'm not really striving for perfection. That's a mouthful. For perfection. However, I do think if you practice better, you can get better. If you practice like shit, it's probably going to be garbage. If you're always practicing a, a crappy squat, how are you ever going to get better at squatting? Does that make sense? Like, it, it just can't. If you're doing crappy preparation, you're never really going to be prepared. That's what I'm driving at. Plain and simple. If you practice and you don't give it your all, and you don't consistently try, and you don't take it serious, and you don't push yourself, I don't see how you're ever going to make, you know, real progress. Now, I do think, you know, if you want to say perfect practice, and perfect preparation makes perfect, that's closer to being reality. Now, since I don't really believe in, you know, true perfection, a better way to word it as now I'm older, is, you know, great practice, and great preparation, you know, can make you great at things if you put in the work consistently over time. Because much of your life obviously is spent, you know, preparing for the future. And if that preparation is done correctly, and consistently, that's the foundation of success for most people. I think if you look at anybody that you think is successful, that has a great marriage, or they're a great parent, or they um, are awesome in their career, or they have a great body, or whatever their jam is, if you look at it, they have been correctly and consistently practicing and preparing. That has been the foundation of their success. That is what the mountain of success they're standing on has been built. If you think about your days back in like kindergarten, for example, right? The whole purpose was to prepare you for first grade. It's pretty much how the grades work. Uh, I don't know shit about school, but you know, I went through all the way through college, graduated, did all the things, and that's how I remember it. Uh, you did first grade to prepare you for second grade, and so on, and so on, and so on. Uh, college is the same way. The point is, the preparation is important, and it has to be done right. And if it's not, you're never going to get to where you ultimately wish to go. There's a reason why you can't go from third grade to ninth grade overnight, unless you're Doogie Hauser. I'm really aging myself here, but Doogie Hauser was a genius kid doctor. Shout out to Neil Patrick Harris. The dude is, wait for it, legendary. Uh, the point I'm driving at is you just don't go and make those big jumps in an instant. You can't go from third grade to ninth grade in two seconds. It's the same reason you can't go from probably the entry-level job, you know, to the CEO overnight. 
you're simply not prepared yet. You haven't put in the work. You have not practiced enough. You haven't honed your skills. For this reason, I think you have to prepare for success every single day if you really want it. You have to literally be mindful. And whatever your specific tactics are, that's up to you guys. I've talked about mine a million times before. But you have to prepare to have a good day. You got to prepare to, you know, really be ready for what's going to come your way. And I would say you got to prepare by reading the right books and by making the right friends and asking the right questions and demanding the most of your talents, whatever they are. We all have some unique to us. And you got to really prepare yourself for the challenges and the opportunities that are going to be thrown at you 24-7-365. Because my belief is that success does not come to people who are not prepared. I just don't see how that happens. It really passes those people by because success would only be wasted on those people. And I don't think they're ready to harness it. And it really comes to people who are ready. And early in my life, when I look back, especially in fitness, if, if you want to say like that part of my career, but we could go even deeper than that. But let's just say it's fitness, right? And when things didn't go my way um, and opportunities weren't given to me, but they were given to other people around me. Now, this is me being, you know, early 20s, having, um, excuse the language, but like little bitch tendencies. Uh, I don't know how else you phrase it. It's just me like, you know, your own little pity party, feeling sorry for yourself, having this sense of like bullshit. Uh, I don't want to say entitlement, but you feel like things, this should have happened for you. And you can't understand why it happened for somebody else. And I would say things like, well, why didn't I get that offer? And, you know, why didn't I get that break? And, and why didn't I get that chance? Because I'm way better than this person. And you're kind of, you're a hater, dude. Um, and I think everybody's been guilty of it at some point. But if you have enough self-awareness to identify when you're doing that and be like, fuck, dude, I sound like an asshole. I sound like the people I hate. And I was probably 24-ish at the time. And uh, when I'm in the early stages, like when I'm trying to get into men's health and men's fitness and muscle and fitness, and it's mostly just like, you know, physical appearance stuff. And if you know enough, you can write, you know, the content too. This is old school before uh, the internet kind of really is, is blowing up. This is what we do. And we would kind of leverage the the magazine stuff into uh, different avenues and streams. And I'd see dudes who are, some of them are out of fitness now completely. And some of them are still in the fitness space. And uh, they're getting breaks that I'm not getting. And I'm like, why, why is that happening for them? Like, what are they doing? How are they so much better than me? And that's really just you being a hater. And I remember saying that and being like, God, dude, like you sound like an asshole right now. Like they did something that you didn't, whether it's right time, opportunity, right? Look, whatever it was, they deserve it and you don't. And that's just, that's reality of life. And it was, it's hard to admit that you're hating on somebody. It's hard, you know, to sit back and say, like, wow, I'm so insecure. I sound like such a fuck face. I need to snap out of it. And I always thought way back in the day, it was because, you know, I was unlucky. And it wasn't until I got older, I realized that there really isn't anything like luck, right? Like there, yeah, obviously there's luck, but those people didn't get lucky 19 different times. Does that make sense? Like you don't just get lucky over and over and over again. Maybe, luck is what happens when like, when you're prepared and opportunity comes, and then timing altogether. I guess that was what I would consider luck. But, you know, super lazy, unmotivated people, 
don't get really lucky, right? Yet these people who work their ass off, they're prepared, and they're surrounding themselves with a bunch of winners, they tend to get more lucky. At least that's the way that I see it. Now, obviously, there always can be somebody who has, like, you know, their rich Uncle Rico who left them $100 bucks. I guess that is just sheer luck. But short of that, um, it's probably not happening for most of us. And when I think about it, you know, early on, especially in my career, my life, I simply was unprepared to make the most of opportunities that were around me. And it would have been wasted on me because I wasn't ready. And that's what I say to a lot of the, the young dudes. We're looking to hire another dude here, um, girl, guy, whoever, doesn't matter. Um, we're looking to hire another coach. So if you're listening and you really love fitness and you want to work with me and hang out with me and Monica and myself and be part of the team here, uh, shoot me a message, send me a resume. Maybe we'll make it happen. And uh, you can you listen to my nonsense all the time. But the point I'm driving at is, as I talk with younger people in fitness and health, especially, they um, they always will ask the questions, you know, how do I, and they're the wrong questions, how do I grow my social media? How do I become, you know, Insta famous and all this bullshit? And I'm like, that's the wrong question to ask, dude. And because they, they, they see the things that a lot of us older people in fitness have gotten to do, but it's been a grind and a hustle. And we've spent fucking years preparing and working and honing our craft. I mean, really just working on all the things we suck at. And for me, it's public speaking, it's presenting, you know, it's writing, it's all the things that I wasn't naturally good at, which is basically everything. And I had to do it over time. And if I would have gotten a phone call from some of these major companies, you know, two years prior than when they called me or a year prior, and sometimes even six months prior, I would have maybe said yes to an opportunity that I wasn't really ready for. And I would have showed up and been fucking terrible. And they never would have called me again. That's probably the, one of the easiest ways to be, to feel like a failure and be unsuccessful is when you're, you're not seasoned enough. You, you haven't been in the game long enough. And then somebody, you know, puts you on or, or gives you an opportunity and you really aren't prepared for it yet. And you show up and you're a train wreck. Sometimes it's, you know, the only chance you're going to get. And so luckily for me, I got to practice my craft and live it and hone it and prepare for years and years and years before I got the opportunities. And then sometimes it was even me saying yes to stuff. Like I remember we did a deal with Livestrong where I filmed like, I don't know, 15 videos. And it was, I said yes to to do it because I'm like, at the time, like Lance is is on fire. Livestrong is crushing it. It was a great opportunity. I really learned a lot during that time. But I think it was like 15 videos. Actually, how I met Sean, our camera guy, who we still work with to this day, like a decade later, which is amazing. So that's a gift. But I remember showing up and it was like, okay, you have to talk through these videos on how to deadlift or how to train for a biathlon, like all this random stuff. I got to pick some of them and some of them they just spoon fed to me, which was kind of the roughest part because I don't know shit about a biathlon. So that's where you ski and you shoot a gun at the same time, by the way. And you have to talk through the training. So talking to the camera, like I'm talking to now and not look like a serial killer, which is very hard for me, but you can't show the exercise while you talk through it. So you have to talk on camera the whole time and break down every detail of the exercise. And then we're going to actually film you do it like, which is called the B roll. And then we're going to chop and put that together because that's how they wanted it done. Cause I didn't know what they wanted to show for the speaking or the B roll. When we film stuff here, I can just talk shit and then we can chop in and slice what we want especially if my face starts to look kind of crazy and funky but for them that's not the case the point 
I was prepared for the 15 videos, kind of, but not really. And it was a real struggle for me. And then I said yes to another deal where it was like 100 videos. And then I got into some real choppy water and I had to really, really work on myself. And I'd been working enough and I probably wasn't quite ready for that opportunity yet, but it taught me a ton. And what it did teach me was, A, you got to really know your shit. If you're going to be on these different platforms that have a bigger reach than you and be on bigger stages, but you really got to put the work in. And after that, once I did the 15 and sent them for the 100, I realized like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. And maybe I'm not as good at explaining things on camera without being able to show the exercise as I thought I was. So then I would really take the time to how, how would I describe a deadlift? Like, how would I walk through a back squat? And it really made me a better coach. And then by the time like these other things, like let's say like a men's health came and showed up, I could describe things perfectly. I could be on camera. I could talk. I was fine. I could show things. I could demo. I was more than confident in my skills, but that probably didn't happen until like five or six years later. And that was five. That was, but me getting that first initial opportunity helped me work on the things I was terrible at over and over and over again to where now if somebody calls me and asks me something, I'm very self-aware and I know what my skill set is and I know what my skill set isn't. So if you want to be successful, you got to be prepared every single day because it's that preparedness that's going to inevitably make the difference between you achieving your goals, reaching your dreams, or, or missing out on them completely. And some opportunities, they only come once. And so what I'm saying is don't miss them because you weren't prepared and you weren't ready. You know, the, the, the quote is, I believe Seneca says that, you know, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. And that's a lot of us, you know, because timing is real. It really is. And, and being prepared at the right time. So you have to always be kind of working and trying to improve and get a little bit better and, and stay sharp, right? Like you can't just like do something for a, a decent period of time and then punt it for three years. That's why I know um, when we start like this public speaking tour again, it's going to be a little bit harder because I haven't done it in like a year. And obviously I talk to people here every day, which always helps. I come on the podcast, but it's a little bit different. It's not the same as being in front of, you know, a hundred people who aren't your audience, who don't know all your jokes, who, who don't already think that you, you know, your fitness Jesus and you walk on water. So you're going to have to keep honing that craft. And that's why I'm trying to just always stay on top of things. And for a lot of people, I do think they play the blame game. When, uh, when opportunities don't come their way, when things don't happen for them, when they're not exactly where they want to be, and when they feel like they're falling behind or they're coming up short, they like to blame everything but themselves. And most of the time, it's just because they didn't put the, the preparation work in. And nobody wants to, right? Nobody wants a food prep because it sucks. No one wants to do mobility, which is movement prep, because it sucks. It's the people just kind of want to play the game, which is fine. But practice is what makes the champions champions not just the gameplay gameplay is important and it matters you got to get you get paid for done you get paid for the game but most people don't get to play the game unless they put in the work preparing and practicing and so if you don't reach your goals who do you blame or whom do you blame i don't know which one's right but if you don't reach your goals who do you blame if you're like most people that i know you're going to blame it on everything but yourself and that's what that's what children do. That's what haters do. That's what immature people do who aren't willing to look in the mirror and say themselves. But most people, when you ask them like, well, why didn't this happen or why didn't it get done? They make up every excuse in the book and there's 
no accountability. And that's what I think you probably learn um, as a business owner, for sure, at least if you're doing it the right way and you're the person, you're the CEO, you're the boss, you're the guy who writes checks, not the guy who gets checks written to. Everything starts and stops with you. You are the ultimate accountability for everything. It, the success and the failure all falls on you. You get a ridiculous amount of shine, probably more so than you need, but you also got to eat all the shit and you got to take the full blame. And that is most things in life. Yeah, we as a business owner, most people understand that and they accept it. Most people don't do that in their personal life. If something didn't happen or they didn't reach their goals, they make every excuse in the book. Ah, I didn't have time. Or, you know, ah, well, work got in the way, so I couldn't make it there. Or I just can't seem to eat right. Or I'm too old. Or my genetics suck. And you guess what? None of those things. None of those reasons are why you're not reaching your goals. The answer is you. You're the problem. You're the one who manages your time every single day. You're the one who decides to work wherever it is you work. No one's making you work there. No one's making you do that job. That is your decision as a grown adult. You're the one who decides what you eat and drink every single day. Nobody else is force feeding you and force drinking you. You're the one who goes to the store, buys the food, stops the restaurants you stop at, makes the eating and drinking choices you make. Nobody else decides that but you. And you're not too old. That's just a bullshit story that you keep selling yourself over and over and over again. You're not too old. If you're listening and you're 98, respect, you're the oldest person who's listening to the podcast. Even you're not too old. You can still do a bunch of cool shit until you drop dead. But most people, when we look at the demographics, aren't 98 who are listening to this. The point is, you're not too old. We always say that shit. Oh, I'm getting old, man. This is, that's all bullshit. You know, I could get off topic here and I'm going to try not to. Okay. You're not too old, you guys. You really aren't. I know people here, we have clients of ours who are 75 years old and they come in here and they crush it. Some of the fittest people here in this place, over 50 years old. A hundred years ago, when you're 50, you're dead. Life expectancy in like 1920 is probably like 46 years old. You're basically already fucking dead. Now at 53, you can be shredded, ripped like Rambo. It's amazing. You are not too old. There's people here that are getting closer to 60 that still look great. And on certain things in here, I got to really try to beat their ass. Like I have to try to crush them. The point is you got a lot of time left. So stop telling yourself that bullshit story. Your genetics are also not the reason that you can't exercise and eat right. I'm not saying, you know, you got, you know, Michael Jordan genetics, Vince Carter genetics, LeBron genetics. I'm not saying that. But your genetics are not the reason why you can't get up and move and eat right. That's nonsense. If you're not reaching your goals, whether it be in fitness or in your personal nutrition or your career, or your relationships, or on the bucket list items that you're trying to check off and you haven't got any of them done yet, it's 100% about you. You have to own that shit, man. And you got to really embrace it. And once you can do that, it's pretty freeing. When you start to be like, you know what? I fucked up. I was too tired. I was too lazy. I sold myself on this. I exhausted myself here. And that's the reason I did this. I was overstressed and over whatever. So I made poor choices. When you start to get to a place where you take 100% accountability for your efforts and your actions and your behaviors, 
and like you really own your fuck ups and you embrace it, shit gets real good real quick because that my friends is the first step to fixing playing the blame game. The second step, in my opinion, is to invest in a community of positive, like-minded, amazing, motivated people who lift you up and make you better every single day. I'll always drive back to these points because that's all there is. It's all I've ever known. The reason that I am the way that I am is because I'm fucking crazy, for sure. I'm sure parenting is a part of it, uh, the, the kids I grew up with, but a lot of it in this adult life is because I'm surrounded by these people. These are people who value health and fitness. These are people who value family. They value friendships. They value being a good person. They value being financially successful. And I just surround myself with them. And if I find myself the average of them across the board, I'm in pretty good company. I hang out with a bunch of people who want to move around and eat right and are multimillionaires. It's pretty fucking sweet. And that's the reason that I'm here today. Number one, I own all the things that I suck at and I embrace it and I understand I can either work on them to change them or I can punt them and just play to my strengths. And the second thing I do is I've invested my entire life into a community to create one. I didn't have one when I moved here. I moved here. I didn't know anybody. I had like three knucklehead friends. Um, they're not Jeremy Scott Fitness members. They're welcome to come, but they're not. Uh, but when I moved here, I'm like, well, here's what you suck at and here's what you're good at and here's what we can work on. And the second thing I did is I'm like, I'm going to create a community of positive, badass, amazing people who think like me in certain ways and talk like me and act like me and people who want to lift me up and people I can lift up and people I can help make better every single day. That's why everybody who comes here is cool. Nobody here sucks. I happen to get to do it for work. You might not be able to if you don't run your company, but you can surround yourself with positive, like-minded, motivated people outside of work who really want to lift you up and make you better. That, my friends, is the second step in order to you just becoming a complete fucking badass. And the third thing is you got to create a plan like for all the areas of your life and really focus on the things that you want to improve. And I don't know what it is for you. Uh, obviously, I got the fitness thing you know, handled for the most part. And my eating is, you know, I've I become, you know, a really healthy human in terms of that. And when I moved here, I was broke, you know, a decade ago. And I really want to focus on, hey, how do I, you know, not worry about when my car breaks down? How can I acquire enough money? And, you know, what investments can I make? What skills can I work on? What things can we buy and do to, you know, replicate wealth? How can we create multiple revenue streams? And that just comes, again, back to point number two hanging around people who are doing the things you want to do and who are good at the things you want to be good at. And then I personally created a plan for all the areas of my life. How do I be better at public speaking? How can I become a better partner? How can I become a better friend? And literally the shit that I write down, and I know it sounds super crazy to you, but it really comes back to, well, if I work really hard on myself to make myself a good person, if I you know, feed myself the right foods, I feed myself the right books, I listen to the, you know, the right podcasts, I'm always doing the things that make me the best version of me, then I can pour back into everybody else. And the super cool thing about all this stuff is it all starts with you. And if you accept that, you'll be successful. But if you don't own it and you don't embrace it, I don't see how you ever get there. If you don't identify the problem of, you know what, I've been playing a lot of the blame game I've been playing the victim. I've been blaming my mom and my dad and my husband and the economy and the president and whoever the fuck else you're blaming. It ain't their fault, dude. It's you. You're in control of almost everything every day. 
So before I go, just listen to me. You are in control of your fitness, of your nutrition, of your career, of your relationships, of your life. Own that and embrace that and you guys are going to be okay. Once you stop blaming everybody else and you just take ownership of it, again, like I said, shit gets real good real quick. That's been my experience, and I believe it'll be the same thing for you as you head on through 2021 and beyond. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed that. Again, who is to blame? Whom is to blame? I don't know. English teachers, hit me up. Correct me. I'm all, hey, I'm owning it. I don't know shit about grammar. I'm terrible. Um, that's part of me accepting it and moving forward. So I appreciate you guys as always. Again, reminder, our Sunday Advanced Metcon is kicking off here in six days. If you're interested, the link's in my Instagram bio. Shoot me a DM. If you guys want the discount code, I'm happy to help you out any way I can. This thing is going to be real challenging and real tough, but hey, you guys are gamers, and that's going to prepare you for the next thing that comes your way in life. You get through this program, <clears throat> you can get through damn near anything we put together, at least for now. And a reminder, podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Or I can send you some Athletic Greens to try. Check it out for yourself. You'll be like, wow, this is the best tasting greens ever, Jeremy. Thank you so much. And then you get hooked up with all the free stuff. But again, guys, message me, DM us, fill out the contact page on the website. I'm happy to help any way I can. And uh, other than that, you guys have an amazing... uh, Amazing week here. Uh, I probably will pop on the podcast hopefully next Friday. And then uh, I'm going to be out of town for a couple of days doing some fun stuff with Heather, which uh, will pop on Instagram and those things. Maybe I can get her back on the podcast. We'll see. She's been real busy with work, hustling and grinding. So uh, I don't want to stress her out because I think i got to live with her. And that is not, uh, not going to be good for me. So I try to just I tread lightly. Uh, at home, but we'll bring her back on because she wants to talk with you guys as well. And I got a couple other guests too. Uh, summertime's funky here in Scottsdale. My travel schedules gets hectic and it's 200 degrees here, but we'll get some fun folks back on here and we'll get rock and rolling. If you got any guests um, that you want to see on here, people you know in the health and fitness space and they're around the area and they're going to come by through town, I'm happy to bring them on if they can help you guys and if they're fun, cool people to talk to. So we appreciate you guys on YouTube uh, watching as always. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.